Tom Lorenzo. And this is the Pop Style Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the T in your Tilo, Tom Fitzgerald. And I'm here with the low in your Tilo, Lorenzo Marquez, my lovely husband. Hello, everyone. How are you, Lorenzo? Oh, fine. Good. Mm, Good. Yeah. Lovely. Wonderful. Yes. Been reading a lot. It's it's amazing how, yeah, isolation can do. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Been reading a lot, and I'm I'm I, I've mentioned this before. I keep mentioning it because I'm actually really enjoying it. Uh, to open a book and and start reading and and kind of like you know, stay away from the computer for for, for yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. I have to say, I didn't tell you this, but the other day I was thinking about us. Oh. And about this whole period, and I. I Gotta say, yay us, pat on the back. I know. Because it's, it's just the two of us hunkered down um, in an open floor plan space, which means there's not a lot of dividing between the two right. of us for eight months now. And I mean, we bicker, As but usual. we have not, we just locked ourselves into place into how we were going to deal with that. And right. part of that is, this may sound strange to outsiders, but. Um, Part of that is we literally go to our own corners and leave each other alone for huge, huge stretches of right. the day. It, it's it's a long uh, loft apartment, so we we can you know we we can do that. So like I, I we can be away from each but other. I mean, for a we long do time, yeah. make it a point to spend hours, right, and I right. mean sometimes I'll think oh, I haven't seen Lorenzo in like four hours. Maybe <laughs> I should go back and check on him. Um, but that has always been the key to our working side by side, right? Uh, and when lockdown hit, we just happened to be particularly well-trained. I really do feel bad for the couples that are yeah. just flailing about trying to find a way to work and, and right. live together. But thank God, we we had this on lock right. well before 2020. And you're right that you, it, it's interesting that it, it's working. We're not fighting or anything because... Oh, we are going to wind up throwing plates at I each know. other this weekend. We've jinxed it. But... Before we used to go to the gym, different times, different hours, you and know. We, that would um, yeah, we would stagger gym, it uh, places, so that yeah. we spent a maximum of four to five hours away from each other yeah. every day, and we don't have that we option don't have that anymore. anymore. Yes, so um, we're we're buying. We're not going to get into it. I said we'll we'll <laughs> we'll get into it next week when it all arrives, and it'll be a total saga putting it all together. But we bought a full weight set with a rack and everything that is literally going in the middle of our living room because. What the hell else? Why be subtle? We're not having company anytime soon. Right, yeah. Anyway. um, Oh, we did have one fun, really fun development this week, this past week, that came out of left field and just brightened my whole week a little bit. We got an email uh, from the woman who uh, booked us for our book tour, during our book tour, to come out to the Clark County Library in Las Vegas. And give a talk we were supposed to do this in i believe the date was june 3rd and um for obvious reasons that Mm -hmm. got canceled way back in march and we said a goodbye and thank you to her and never expected and i remember when all the cancellations started happening on our book tour in the like second week of march um people and like our agent and our publicist and even you Lorenzo said well maybe they'll come back in a few months and they'll ask us to come back and I kept shaking my head and saying no because by the time everybody comes back from locked and this was in the earliest days I said this not Mm -hmm. knowing it was going to last so long but in the time when everybody comes back there will be other new books and new authors who have tours out and they will they will already have booked so I knew that our, our tour was done right um 
And lo and behold, total surprise, this woman emailed us this week and said she'd like to try and book us again. Right. Uh, optimistically speaking, for, for next June. Year, yeah. Um, and this was exciting to me because one of the things I really held out hope for after um, our promotional plans for the book kind of collapsed um, was that the book would have legs uh, every Pride, that it would be the kind of book that would go on Pride displays in bookstores just based on the subject matter, the title, um, the, the fact that the title has RuPaul's Drag Race in it. And if you've seen the cover, that incredible, eye-popping, colorful, right, right, right. gorgeous cover. Right. Um, and we did find in June, we were getting lots of reports that of the few bookstores that were open in June, they were all pushing our book. Uh, so that was really good news. So anyway, just long story short, it was good news nice on a lot of fronts emails, to know yeah. that, hey, this book, we still might be promoting this book the, the next couple of Junes, right. so to speak, and because of Pride. We've talked about this um, Obviously, we, we, we want to sell books. I mean, we're not, you know, naive here. I mean, about the whole thing. We do want to sell books. But at the same time, one of the things we loved about Book Doors was to meet you guys. That was meet, always the best yes, part. Yes, always. We still talk about meeting you guys and conversations we had with you guys. Very short conversations while we're signing the books. We still talk about all of those moments. Yeah. And um, so we missed that. We missed that opportunity to see you guys share you know, read a chapter, just talk about the book. Yeah. So having that back next year, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, I mean. We'll see. Yeah, we never know. We'll we, see. Uh, uh, we gave her some date. Well, we actually gave her the latest possible dates in June that she offered right. because we're trying to push it off as far as possible because who knows? Are right. we going right. to be getting on planes in June? I don't know. Um, but uh, if anyone's listening, we'll be free to do virtual events in June to promote right. this book. Absolutely. So anyway, that was just a nice complete surprise that sort of lifted me up out of my doldrums. It's just going from everything is canceled to, well, maybe there's a chance. Maybe so, there's a chance. So that, so, to us, that means a lot. That's lovely. Yeah. And if anybody else who booked us and then had a cancel happens to be listening, hell yes, we'll come back. Right. Um, all right. So we have quite an interesting tale oh to God, tell yes. you this week. Obviously, I, I, I don't know what the title. Of, I, I, I never know what the title of the podcast is going to be when we record it. But I'm pretty sure the title of the podcast already gave this away. Whatever. It's probably going to be something like when Sarah Jessica Parker calls. Um, because, yes, we got on the phone with Sarah Jessica Parker this week. And it was not an interview. Um it was, in fact, uh, a dialogue because she was unhappy about something we wrote about her on our site. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, as a blogger who's been doing this for n nearly 15 years, this is, in some ways, the nightmare scenario. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh my you God, open yes. your Instagram messages... And there is Sarah Jessica Parker. Verified account. <laughs> Verified account with a long note directly addressed to you, to us, about the last thing we wrote about her and the parts of it she took issue with. Um, and that was like first thing in the morning. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I'll, well, I'll jump right ahead and say this right now. Sarah Jessica Parker knows that we're recording this podcast. Yes, the last yes. thing we said to her on the phone was, is it all right if we talk about all of this? And she said, go ahead. So I don't... We uh, do have Lorenzo permission. said before he started, he's like, you know she's going to be listening. And I'm like, I don't know if she's going to sit down and listen to 40 minutes of us rambling. But 
She knows we're recording this, so everything that we say here, uh, I'm, we're not talking out of turn. We're not. We're not gossiping out of turn. She gave us full permission. So, and we'll get to the actual phone call in a minute. But I just want to sort of lay the groundwork here because, uh, well, I'll say this right away. The very first thing we did before we even responded to her was contact the Fug Girls. (laughs) Hey, Fug Girls. Because we have said this over and over and over again uh, um, as the world of blogging has uh, sort of been chipped away at and there's just fewer and fewer of of these independent, long-term, self-owned blogs out there there's only a handful anymore so no one ever knows what we go through uh and we always say if the the only people who ever really understand what it's like to do what we do day to day behind the scenes the specific fears and stresses of it or whatever the the annoying parts of it the only people who have ever understood that is the fuck girls because we have exactly the same job right um can i just talk about the fuck girls for a little bit because you might not know who they are they have a site who doesn't come on anyway but in case you don't they have a site like us to gofugyourself.com. Yes, two wonderful ladies. They talk about fashion and they have written many fabulous books. Um, and they inspired us. They inspired us. I mean, we, we had this conversation, I don't know if here or on our site, that uh, the Fuck Girls launched their site before we did. Um, I think they are 2004, we were 2006. Right. And I remember uh, on a computer with, with your sisters mm-hmm. looking at her their site and laughing and, and I and still remember it was yes, a yes. um would, would you, you uh Christina Aguilera post. It yes. was a post where they made fun of Christina Aguilera so and we we're, were all like, laughing so hard. Right, around the computer, all laughing and, and saying how funny these ladies are and so on. And then later we launched our site. And because it is a small world, uh the fashion world, all these blogging um we ended up meeting uh, in New York during Fashion Week, and and we when we clicked immediately because they're first of all they're amazing, um, uh, funny, intelligent, awesome ladies, and um, and you know we when we were there, so it was like so awesome because every year, every six months, we would see them again during yeah. fashion week and but uh, we haven't actually seen them in years it's right. kind of sad because no one goes to fashion I know. week anyway. anyway but they've always been uh and we've always been to them whenever they wanted to bend our ear about stop or ask us you know uh, you know questions about advertising and whatever we've always traded ideas and support back and forth um and as an aside, it's actually fun for me because during this period, this lockdown period, both of our sites had to figure out how to generate content on our right. own. And we each both went off in, in diff- slightly different directions, which means for the first time in years, I can go to their site every day and read their content because they're not writing about the exact same things we're writing about. When we were, and we'll go back to this someday when things are quote unquote normal again. When the Fug Girls and Tom and Lorenzo were both covering the same events every week, right. I deliberately didn't go to their site we do because be I don't want to yeah. be ripping off jokes or right. takes or anything from them. Uh, we're both writing about the same topics. So I, I, that was one of the things as we became pros and our work became more prolific, I couldn't. And I know for a fact they don't read all our. Why would they? They don't read, you know, whatever. Um but it's been kind of a joy to go to their site all the time and see right. because they're they've been covering a lot of um, vintage red carpet events, not just stuff from ten to twenty years ago, but they've actually been covering like from the golden age of Hollywood and the stuff that I hadn't even seen before, like <coughs> pictures and, and red yeah, carpet moments. So yeah, so real fun. Anyway, back to the point. 
which is Sarah Jessica Parker calling because <laughs> she didn't like what we wrote. Now, uh, I want to explain a little bit about our blogging careers and some decisions we made along the way, which is why we reacted to this this message with some trepidation. When we started our blogging careers, um, you know, it was at it was sort of the at the high, as the height of blogging was cresting the the sort of phenomenon of blogging in the early in the mid to late aughts. And when we started out, um, Perez Hilton was already a name. And I believe Jared Ang, who established Just Jared, I think he established it around the same time as we did. A, a little bit before. I think it was like 2005, 2006. I don't remember, but it was before um, us. No, I don't mean to compare them to each other, uh, but they were successful gay bloggers, independent bloggers. And we took a look at both of them very early on in our careers. And this is before we even started... No, I guess the first several years we were fan bloggers, so I don't think it mattered as much. But as we, it slowly started becoming a professional outlet by about 2009 or so, we would look at people like Perez and Jared and say that is, and we said that is not what we want. That that is not. We don't want to be those guys. And I realize they're different. Jared is an impressive businessman who has built quite the little blogging empire, uh, but he has done so by. Um, serving as a conduit for for um, celebrity press releases. Mm -hmm. He has held parties for celebrities. He has become friends with celebrities. It is part of his brand. And now he's a stylist. And now he's a stylist. Um, And Perez Hilton made his name by basically becoming an enemy to celebrities, but also at the same time pursuing a level of fame. He was a fame whore from from the jump. And he loved being a sort of a sleazy gossiper. And we did not want to be either one of those guys. For Jared, I'm not, like I said, I admire Jared Ang. We just didn't want to be that. That's not what we, Perez, we just rejected. Like, no, we're never going to be that kind of guy. And because we were gay bloggers talking about fashion, reality television, and celebrities, uh, we knew people were going to compare us. And in the early days, they did. They did all the time. Quite a lot. Anyway, that was formative in our early years as bloggers this idea that we were not going to pursue friendships with celebrities or even uh enemy you know situations we were not going to be around celebrities we didn't want contact with celebrities we still feel that the value of an independent blog like ours or like the fug girls for that matter um is that you are getting a purity of voice that isn't tainted by advertiser concerns, by an editorial board telling them what to write, or by the fact that they have to keep access to celebrities, right. which is everything you get in mainstream celebrity commentary, in mainstream fashion commentary. We have written for both mainstream fashion and mainstream celebrity um, magazines, and in each case, we had to be reined in tremendously because of concerns about advertisers. And oh, you can't make that joke about so and so because she's going to be on the cover in two right. months. We were literally told these things. And we, uh, you you guys know that we started the blog as as something just for fun, and then turned into a professional thing. And uh, we started writing about Project Runway, and we learned right from the beginning that. It was not a good idea. I mean, except for for Laura Bennett, uh, it wasn't a good idea to be friends with these people that we were writing about. Because we, I remember going to Project Runway finales, and I mean, we, you remember, yeah. And and the uh, the designers would point at us and say, "Whoa, you know who they are, right? right. Don't talk to them. Don't talk to them. That's Tom Lorenzo, right?" Uh, 
all that stuff we had to deal with, which is fine. You know, it didn't really bother us, but but it was a signal. It was we understood right there that we couldn't be friends with these people. We didn't want that hassle, right? Um, and we wanted to be free, not to be nasty, but to be honest in our assessments. And in the few instances where we have met. I mean, we used to meet celebrities semi-frequently at Fashion Week, and some of them knew who we were. Uh, we we always told the story about Jenna Dewan when she was married to Jenna. It was, yes. She was Jenna Dewan Tatum, um, who was, was a big fan yeah. of ours mm-hmm. and made a big show, a big hello to us, hugs, and we chatted with her for a few seconds. It was literally the only time I ever spoke to her. But... Um, we made it, we were honest over the years that sometimes it made it difficult to write about her if we felt like she was wearing something that looked terrible on her. Like, how do we do that? Uh, and that is, you know, that is always an issue of having contact with people uh, that you're going to wind up writing about. When your brand, your whole reason for having a brand is that you can offer the honest assessment that isn't tainted by friendships or advertisers or, or editorial boards. Right. So um, this is why when Sarah Jessica Parker contacted us, we were like, oh, damn it. And uh, can I say here, we have been fans of SJP. Oh like, like any Gen X gay man, we have been fans of her going back 25 years. Yes. Um, even before Sex in the City, always loved Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, so it's not that. It's not like, oh, Jesus, I can't stand that one. No, on the other, quite the contrary. I love her. And I didn't want to get into some tussle with her. And um, I'll admit this, knowing that she even might be listening to this. My first impulse, I said this to the Fug Girls, was, I don't know. I feel like it's borderline inappropriate for her to be calling us just because she doesn't like what we wrote about her. Um, even, and we could tell... Let's let's start with this. Let's get into it. Let's get into what what she we wrote. Let me just say one more thing. Uh, be, why we had this reaction? Because we we've had in the past uh, heard or read comments of celebrities uh, not liking us or, or not not liking our site. Or we, we wrote about them. I mean, we had right. cases like Sarah Paulson, <laughs> um, um, and then um, uh, 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 several. Um, one I, stylist said she told her client that we liked something that she wore yes. and she said really i thought those guys hated me right and this we, was a we, big you know yes we don't want to name names no. but but we, we i only mentioned sarah paulson because she said that to the new york times <laughs> so it's right. out there uh which was thank you sarah paulson for the link um <laughs> anyway uh so we we've had experience like that and, right. and and with social media now it can get really ugly um, well, there was also, we've talked about it, and I really don't want to rehash this one because it tends to get overblown, but Rachel Bloom, my mm-hmm. crazy ex-girlfriend, um, we have made the choice to try not to cover her at all anymore because she, re- and this isn't a retribution, it's more like, mm, she's not into it. Um, we didn't like an outfit she was wearing. It turns out, I think someone, the necklace or something had some sort of sentimental value to her, and um how and by the way, the reason she found the post is because someone snitch tagged her. Someone told her about the post, thinking she would love it, and instead she hated it. And she wrote <laughs> along. So don't do that, folks. This is why we don't tag celebrities. Um. Anyway, <coughs> pardon me. She wrote a piece on I think Facebook and on Facebook. Yes, it went a little viral, calling us out, and it went a little viral. And then it got picked up by the Associated Press, and um. 
the same article calling us out specifically, when something gets picked up by the AP, it runs in like 1,500 papers right. over the course of a week. It, it ruins your right. search engine optimization <laughs> for that week. No, and let's mention, I, I, I'd like to mention that in the post on, on her Facebook uh, account, she pretty much told people to come after us. Yeah. That, what, you it, you we, hold a grudge about this. Yes, and I, I do, do because that I was the not. kind of language she used. I don't want to get into that. Um, anyway, all right. But anyway, that's... It happens. And if you listen to this podcast last year or the year before when Olivia Munn went after the Fug Girls, right. we had a whole podcast about it, about the the asymmetrical nature of a celebrity going after a blogger. Now, listen, when bloggers are super cruel or super nasty or they write things that are blatantly untrue, you got to take that. Like, mm -hmm. we do understand that that is a side effect of our job and we have to sometimes, whatever. Um, but... When celebrities do these public call-outs, there is just no denying how asymmetrical it is. Right. People who have literally millions of followers are sending, are bad-mouthing people who have tens of thousands who right. are just trying to make a we living. We do have several celebrities following us. Following we have us. a lot of celebrities. Yeah, it's following us on, on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And some of them, I'm I'm a huge fan. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thrilled I, when I get a like, when they like something, we sell that. I'm like, I can't believe... <laughs> This person liked my comment or my tweet or whatever. So I, I, I love that. But at the same time, it's like, oh, shit, she's reading or he is reading our stuff. Um, not that we can't take criticism. That's not it. But but it it does make you pause for a second and think that, OK, whatever I'm writing from now on, this person is reading. Uh, we all do better, celebrities and bloggers, when there's a line separating us. Right, We've right. always felt that way. At least for us. And we've mentioned other publications where they, you know, they kiss ass all the time but that's not us uh and i and i i've also mentioned before that we we had situations where we we uh designers didn't want to invite us to their shows because uh we said something they didn't right. like right i mean that happened all the time right um oh no these guys said whatever about a dress or about a piece of jewelry don't invite them to my show uh and that you know we're like that happens a lot, not just to us, but to a bunch of people. And out as there. Uh, publishers of independent media, there's right. always a risk that someone will get mad enough to sue. Right. Um, so these things hang over everything. Not that we're not in danger of, like, we don't say no, anything no. slanderous or libelous or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about why SJP contacted us. I will say I could be very wrong about this. Sarah Jessica, if you're listening, maybe you'll correct me. But I re can remember Andy Cohen back in the days when we would see Andy at Bravo events, mentioning that he had showed our site to her. Oh, um, I, 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 did. I mentioned that to the Fug Girls. Oh, I, I said, I think she's known about us mm -hmm. since the since the early days. She was one of the first people we covered that wasn't related to Project Runway. Right, right. Um, anyway, so we wrote a... a, a a post about her. It's dated October 16th. We're going to link to it in the post for this podcast where she posed in front of her shoe store um, in this uh, exuberant purple Hanifa. It's Hanifa? I, I believe Or Hanifa. Hanifa sweater dress. Um, um, knit dress. And we've been covering her all through lockdown because she's been going out nearly every day to work at her uh, shoe store. And Really, for the most part, our coverage has been, look at her go. She's such a hustler. This is so New York. This is such a, you know, she's just out there every day. And because every day there's paparazzi following her, because she's Sarah Jessica Parker, it is well documented. She cannot go out her front door 
without uh, Paps waiting for it. It's been that way in her life for 20 years. We've known this because she's talked about it in interviews. Um, she said that during the she phone call. She actually said it during the phone call. Um, so our take has always been, wow, how smart. She knows that she's going to be followed. So she gets dressed up in a slightly different look every single day. And she gets a little publicity for her store. That is essentially what we wrote. It's kind of what we've been writing all along. I wonder if she read a few of them and finally just had too much. It, <laughs> it just got to her. Now, let's we've dangled this in front of you long enough. Literally every word that she wrote to us and every word out of her mouth was the nicest, sweetest thing possible. First of this all, was she, not some angry blow no, up. No, she, she contacted us on, on Instagram, <clears throat> and it was the nicest e- uh, message you could you know, you can you can imagine. Um, she it was still filled us with now. dread, though. Yes, we were like, oh wait, that's not well. Let's go back and read it, and, right. and you know, you you have that kind of conversation. But she was extremely nice. We replied. Uh, we hadn't seen the the the, the message, you know. For I mean, we it sat in our box it, for, it a, day for a day or two, we so it. we felt bad that she, you know I, I didn't we didn't want her to think that. Well, we no, let me just it. say I no, you came to me late at night. Oh, and right, told right. me it was almost midnight and I had had a really crap day for whatever reason. We all have really crap days in 2020. What am I talking about? Lorenzo said the other day, he's like, you know, I'm really having trouble sleeping. And I was like, honey, it's 2020. Literally everyone is having trouble sleeping. Anyway, I was in a bad mood and he came to me at like a quarter to midnight and said, um, we got a note from Sarah Jessica Parker and she objects to what we wrote about her. And I was like, nope, I'm not dealing with this. Absolutely not. I'll look at And he's like, you got to read it. And I was like, no, I'll read it in the morning. Um, not that I was mad at her, but I was just like, nope, can't deal with this right now. And even after I first read it, I was like, I don't know, Lorenzo, shouldn't we just, let's just back off and let it blow over. She got to say what she wanted to say. But her whole point was, I would love to talk to you about this. And I, I was I'm being very honest, knowing that she might actually be listening to this. I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to. And I love her, but I didn't want to do it because I was like, I don't know. I'm not a journalist. It's not that I have journalistic ethics, but we have a line that we have maintained for almost 15 years. And in the brief times we have blurred that line, it's always been a problem for us. Um, But I reread it. And I was like, no, this is so heartfelt. I said that to the fuck girls. I'm like, my God, she's so earnest. She is Sarah Jessica Parker, I got to say. And I didn't, this doesn't surprise me at all based on everything that I've ever read about her over the years or interviews I've read with her. The fuck girls interviewed her for New York Magazine during Fashion Week, I believe. And they said the same thing. She is the sweetest person and she's exactly how she comes across. There's no pretense with Sarah Jessica Parker. And I knew all that went into reading the letter and I was, or the message. And I was like, well, there is no pretense here. There's not even an ask here. There's simply, I feel like you got something wrong and I just want to reach out and bridge that gap and have a discussion with you. Now, what she felt was wrong was she felt the, uh, the tone of what we were saying about her made her sound manipulative. Like she was manipulating all this press coverage to get Uh for her store. And I can say in all honesty that, well, first I can say reading over it. I'm like, "I, I can see where she might get that impression. Um, but I have read over it several times and the other pieces we wrote about her over the last several months. And I'm like, yeah, I understand if you're the person being written about that you think this makes you sound manipulative. But in all honesty, I look over the writing and you agree. It was always meant to right. be, look at her go. She's such a hustler. And, and I think it, it, I think the, 
the reason she probably contacted us is because the last post, uh, uh, we talk about her in front of the store, but she was actually doing a photo shoot. Well, it does say here, a set of posed publicity shots. Right. So that was a photo shoot. And I think we didn't explain well enough uh, that the reason why she was out there posing in a very nice uh, garment is because she was doing a photo shoot for a magazine. For Town and Country. And yeah. she actually, that was the one, the right, first right. thing she wanted to get across right, to us. Right. She's like, I just want you to know. Again, it's not everything like she, about this conversation right. was super friendly. Right. And I have to say, the phone rang. We set up a time to talk. And the phone rang and I picked it up. And it was her in that breathy voice that if you know her, you were, she, and <laughs> yes. she went, gentlemen, like that, in that total Carrie Bradshaw voice. And I immediately flashed back on, now, I now have two stories to tell because my favorite celebrity greeting was the time that we interviewed RuPaul. This has gone back 12 years. We set up a time, the phone rang. I picked up the phone and said, hello. And all I heard at the other end was RuPaul saying, the time has come. <laughs> and I have always loved that. And now I have two like, ultimate celebrity greeting right, stories. Right, right. I picked up the phone and there was Carrie Listen, Bradshaw I, on the I, other I end. I can't say this enough. She was so sweet. Not just that. Polite, articulate, explain everything clearly, and also listened. She did listen to us. Yes. She want, And that was the thing. She didn't come to harangue us. We actually had a really great conversation uh, about, about being on either side of this line right. and what the perspective is. And she... I can tell you, does not see us or people who do our work as her enemy. And she, she even said that. She's like, I completely understand celebrity snark. I completely get that it's part of the whole thing. Right. And I, I love what you guys do and so on. So it wasn't like that. But it was more like, I want to give you a fuller picture of me because I feel like you missed something right. in your translation of my actions. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that... Uh, you know, she's working hard now at her store because she understands the importance of it. The importance of it's for New York, for she for, talked for about small businesses at this time. She talked about yeah. her responsibility to her, her employees. employees and to yes, her stock. Yes, yes. And you know, we said this in several posts. I mean, she's got to pay rent on that lease, whatever it is. So, in her way of she actually, I believe she actually used the word dilettante. That she felt like we were painting her as a dilettante. Fair. I'll look over that and say, I've looked over my work and I'll be like, yeah, that wasn't my attempt, but I can see how it does right, make it sound right. like she's just posing with shoes in her hand. Um, so she didn't, she took issue with that in a completely friendly SJP way and really wanted to drive home the point about her employees and how she has a responsibility to those employees. Um, but she talked a lot and we listened and, and, she, and she listened to our concerns as bloggers. We and it's actually mentioned in the post is this idea that there is a um, economy surrounding celebrities. There's a whole world of people whose work relies on mm -hmm. the existence of celebrities. Right. We talked about stylists. paparazzi Makeup. and stylists and yeah. managers and agents and all those people, but we we are a peripheral part of that world. We all and we always understood ourselves to be part of the ecosystem of publicity and coverage and this and that and the other and commentary. And she um, was very open about acknowledging that. Uh, one of the things that changed in the way we see ourselves in the last year, when our second book came out, and I felt that we had, and I still feel that we had uh, taken a big leap forward professionally and creatively. Our, it was the best writing we've ever done. It was the best work we've ever done. And I remember saying this to you around January of this year. I said, I'm done with anyone who thinks we're... Um, 
amateurs. Sure. Yeah, I'm done. I've uh-huh. re- I my bylines are in Cosmopolitan Town and Country, New York Magazine. I mean, the New York I, Times. Yeah, I, I, no, I don't have a byline oh, in the right, New York right. Times. But we're mentioned things that we've written yeah. for. I've written right, 150 right. magazine articles, two books, 300 podcasts, and 75,000 um, or more. Um, blog posts. I'm not an amateur anything. I'm a professional. Uh, we've interviewed dozens of celebrities. So, um, and I did say that, uh, before we had the phone call, I was like, I love her, but I really hope she doesn't think we're a couple of amateurs who are just going to remove this post because she doesn't like it. Right. Um, she never asked for that. And she didn't, there was no agenda. There was no ask at the end of the conversation. I said, what would you like going forward? And she said, honestly, I just wanted this. This is what right, I wanted. Right, right. She said, she talked about the wall separating the two, you know, these two sides, that there's publicists and people between. And how social us. media has kind of and like. She, yeah, she said she just wanted that. to pierce that wall, yes. reach out directly and talk. Um, now, I have, we have made our name as, in, as celebrity and fashion commentary by being quite cynical. And I wouldn't be myself if I didn't acknowledge the cynical take on this, which is if you wanted to see it a certain way, I I happen not to, I don't think she is this person, but I will acknowledge that there is a possibility that, yeah, she wanted to talk to, to ensure, you know, that we would be dazzled and that we would never say a bad word about her again, again. I don't actually believe that to be true, but I will acknowledge to the people listening to this podcast with a heavy dose of cynicism, you're not wrong to come to that, uh, to to think that for, for, you know, whatever. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. All I know is um, it was actually productive in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a reminder. I don't mind anything that I truly wrote about her in any of these posts, but I do understand her point that mm-hmm. I was that, you know, you can be a little flippant in the detail in the telling of the details or in right. your interpretation of something. My goal was not to make Sarah Jessica Parker look like some manipulative, uh, you know, mastermind. I believe she even said the word mastermind. She said, I'm not that person because I don't see her that way. Right. I do see her as someone who has been at this so long that she innately understands it. And I will acknowledge something that I I think it kind of flew past her as she said it. And I didn't actually think of it until I got off the phone. But she talked about why it was a photo shoot for town and country. And because she felt so responsible for the well-being of that store and for all of her employees, she actually asked for the photo shoot to be staged in front of that store. She deliberately chose an African-American designer because she wanted to showcase black design. And I believe all of this, that every time, every interview I've ever seen, she is that earnest and sincere and thoughtful in her work. She always has been. Uh, And then she talked about, they've been paparazzi following her all the time and she does her best to ignore them. But she said this year, um, sometimes they'll call out to her and they'll say, Sarah Jessica, could you just pose for one? I need the money. And she'll pose for them, which goes to how sweet she is. But inadvertently, <laughs> I don't mean to argue with her because I don't think she's manipulative, but inadvertently it does support our original idea is that she understands this economy and mm-hmm. how to use it for, and how to use it. I think she understands. And I think in a way she, it's not like she disliked our post entirely. I, I think I think she felt like some pieces were missing. Nuance was missing. Yes. Um, and, and now that we have the full picture, we will... From now on, we, we have a better understanding. Right. And we've said this many times that we have learned 
throughout all these years blogging how to write, how to, you know, uh, convey something. Um, we have from you guys, from, from everybody, right. from publicists, from, from the celebrities, everybody. Uh, if you go back and look at our first posts, I mean, they're completely different. I mean, we've said stuff in, yeah. the, in the beginning. Yeah, and our work will continue to evolve. Say now, yes. Yeah, even now, um, during lockdown, during this year, I'm not going to get bitchy if someone's earrings don't match their whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make snide what the hell was she thinking commentary about fashion stuff because right now it's like get dressed up at home don't even put shoes on we're we're loving whatever you're giving us right it's very difficult to keep going on with our mission which is to be unique to have fun Mm -hmm. with our site to entertain to entertain but at the same time respect people to be thoughtful be thoughtful and respect people so when you combine (laughs) all these elements uh it's 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 tough. And we don't just throw these things out there on nope. the site. No. We think about every post we write. We think we make sure the best we can. Sometimes we don't have all the information. But we, we before we post, we talk about why is this person wearing this? Where is she going? Where is he what going? What is she trying to accomplish with yes, this? Yes, yes. Is this at home? Is this for an event? Um, we've had said no to so many red carpet moments when it was something from like a, a, a very... Uh, sensitive uh cause or an event uh and we felt like no we don't want to talk about the clothes because like this is charity events like some stuff. charity event for some major issue we we're like no let's not cover having this. said that people think people hear that and they tend to think we have ultimate control over what we can and cannot cover and that's not true no, either no you have to remain competitive within a marketplace yes, for yes. instance people wanted us to stop covering anybody wearing dolce and gabbana and that, because they made racist comments in the well, they just have a terrible history, which we have outlined several. We did an entire podcast, I think, devoted to them. But we had explained to people, like, we're in a marketplace here. Like, we have to produce celebrity and fashion content. Otherwise, we're not viable. And if we just start ignoring people, right, right. you know, same thing with someone like Johnny Depp. He's got a shitty personal life. He's got some things that, you know, unsavory things about him. But if he's getting an award at a film festival, I'm going to cover that because there's right. a certain, I don't want to say journalistic responsibility, but... If I want to stay considered a a place that is where you go for celebrity commentary and for fashion commentary, I've got to cover even right. the parts of we it that aren't great. We don't always agree with them or, or, or whatever. I mean, right. like, I'll give you an example. The Kardashian, I can't stand the Kardashian. I can't stand But what but, are we going to do? But they are- people... Yeah, yeah. People read their skip stuff. over it if you don't so, want to read it. But you know, we don't just cover people that we admire. That's not. We, that's a personal blog. That's a hobby blog. We are a professional publication, so we have to act within a professional sphere. This is why this all may sound really silly to you, and I completely get that. But we do operate in this self-owned, self-published, isolated sphere that is nonetheless trying to maintain a professional set of values and ethics. Right. So, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker likely would not call up some writer at Elle magazine if they said something she didn't like. I don't think she would. Um, It wouldn't work that way. I mean, celebrities might get their manager or their agent to register disappointment with coverage, but the celebrities themselves would not get on the phone. Um, as, and that's even more true of independent bloggers like us. Like we said, there have been, we've had contact with celebrities over the year, but most of it's on the down low because they 
don't want to be really publicly talking to us and we really don't want to be influenced by any sort of interaction with them. Um, for the most part, celebrities don't want to be getting into fights with bloggers. So many did that with Perez back in the day and wound up looking stupid no, for it. No, she and she mentioned that on the Oli- phone Olivia Munch. That w- was a right, huge right, right. mistake for her. Right, and you never heard of it again. No. Um, and Sarah Jessica Parker thanked us for listening. She she was really pleased with the way we handled the whole thing, uh, and you know, so it was it was a very pleasant conversation, very pleasant, and uh, uh, I yeah. I, but I want to say going forward, right. and again, with the possible knowledge that Sarah's, Sarah Jessica's listening, but this is really to you guys, the listeners and the people who come to our site to read our unvarnished opinions. There will come a day, probably very soon, because she's out every day, where we are going to cover Sarah Jessica Parker again. And we are going to have to pause, reflect, and make sure that we don't let this affect... I mean, I want to let it affect us in the sense that we got a fuller picture of her life and right. what she does. She talked about starting out in the, in the, coming to New York in 1977. It was a really interesting conversation. She talked about how things changed when she became a little famous and suddenly there were people outside her door every day. Um, she talked about her understanding of all of that. Uh, and none of this was news to me. In fact, I thought I was trying to convey some of this in the writing. Obviously, I failed at certain points. Um, so I want to say that this was illuminating to me and mm-hmm. helpful to me to remember not to be flippant in my writing. At the same time, I still I don't want readers to think we're giving her any favoritism. No. No. So I still we wouldn't do that. She gave us permission, not that we needed it or even asked for it. But she's like, I understand snarkiness. I completely get it. And I'm only making this point. My promise to you is we will be snarky about Sarah Jessica Parker in the future. We are not going to fear that she's, you know, whatever. Um, and I think she fully understands that and appreciates it. But I did want to make that point to you because. We didn't come out of this starry-eyed. We have been in this business, and it is a business, way too long for that. Um, but it was a lovely conversation where two, two, two worlds got to bridge a line that almost never gets bridged. Right. And um, we each got to talk about what we value. In the, I mean, she talked about the value of what we do and how much she values it um, and how much she understands it's part of the ecosystem that surrounds her. Just as we got to understand, you know, she's got a life, she's got people, she's got a history. Um, so it was good all around. But yes, that is what it's like when Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> says, can we talk? I didn't like what you wrote about me. Uh, and that's it. We thought you guys might like an interesting. Mm. And it gives us a chance to tell you what, how she wanted to correct the record. Um, as we said, she really, really spoke passion. If you've ever, ever heard her in an interview... She's so sincere. She's so earnest. And it's so endearing. She's basically a theater kid who hit it big. Right. Uh, one of the things I said to, Anne, uh, to, to her was that quote that I said to you this morning, which was, I, I've said this in interviews, and I told her this. I said, this has been a driving philosophy in our site, is that we never want to write, we never want to be the site that makes Anne Hathaway cry. <laughs> and she laughed at that. But that was my point, which was, we want to be able to talk about celebrities in a free and opinionated way in the way that people talk about celebrities. Um, in the same way you, everybody you talk to does. your friend about Yes, everybody talks about celebrities in this sort of way. It's not all worshipful fans. Most right. of us go through life, you know, cracking little jokes or whatever. Um, 
kind of lost track of what I was saying there. That, that's pretty much our oh, focus. Well, yeah. Yes, but we don't want to be cruel. We don't want right. to make Anne Hathaway cry because we said something cruel about her. Right. We don't make fun of people's looks. We don't call them bitches. We don't, we don't dive into their personal flaws all that much unless like someone like Johnny Depp where it becomes right. the story. So, and, and just for the record, she didn't say she didn't like the book. She said she didn't want to be mis- mischaracterized. Mischaracterized or, or misunderstood. Yes, yes. It was really all about the nuance. So um, yeah, there you go. It. it was a really yeah. interesting week for us. And we thank Sarah Jessica for reaching out because... Uh, it's, we love her. <laughs> we love her and it was illuminating. Yes. And, and we hope she got something out of it as well. Yes, we really she do. did. She, she actually said that. She said it was a great conversation and she learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we both we all did. We all did. Uh, but girl, if we don't like your outfit, we're going to say so next time. <laughs> Hope you know that. All right, kittens, so that's us. Thank you for listening to this little dive into the world oh, of know. celebrity and fashion blogging. Uh, we'll be back next week with anything that catches our eyes or crosses our desk. Until then, stay safe, be well, love you, mean it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.